Hey everyone, again, thanks for joining me. Another episode of Ask the Dentist. I'm still at my local public library enjoying it. I have my own private room here, which is wonderful. I've got access to great magazines and newspapers if I need a break, and I have a view of a vineyard. Can't beat that, right? We have a lot of smoke outside. We've got power shutdowns because of the fear of fire. Pretty daunting, but life goes on, right? So today we're going to talk about the difference between a plastic filling and and a metal filling. Jenna asks a great question. Which one should I go with? Pretty common question, but it's an important one. I'll let Jenna ask her question now and we'll get right into it. Lots to talk about. Hi, Dr. B. My name is Jenna. I recently found your podcast and have been excitedly learning from you. I would love to hear your opinion on composite versus alloy fillings. Thanks, Jenna. And thanks for checking out the podcast and hope you're also enjoying the website, askthedentist.com. Great question. Very, very popular question. Most people will ask that question, thank goodness, before they have a filling done. And don't just assume that your dentist is going to be doing a plastic filling. Uh, It sounds like I prefer plastic over metal based on that statement, and I'll qualify that. It's a little bit more complicated than that. But you should always ask your dentist whether before anything gets put in your mouth. Dentistry is in dental school. We're very proud of our knowledge of materials and its biocompatibility because we don't want to poison anyone or harm anyone. And we're placing materials into people's mouths that stay in their mouths for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and sometimes for the life of the patient. So, we are trained to be very biocompatible or at least minded, you know, biomimetic materials. That's a term where it mimics the body or our physiology, human physiology, but there are problems (laughs) and as you would expect. So, always ask. And unfortunately, in this country, there is no informed consent for a filling material. There is for having major surgery done, periodontal surgery, all the sequelae or possible things that can happen after an extraction. That's usually written out in a piece of paper where you sign. That's called informed consent. And most of you are used to that, hopefully. But it's not frequent or it's not often that you see an informed consent form for what filling is going to be placed in your mouth. And it's important. And I'll explain why. So, of course, everybody wants a plastic filling. They look wonderful. They blend in. They don't stick out. They're very, very aesthetic. And, of course, they are more expensive. And sometimes insurance won't cover as much of a plastic filling. And the perception is that plastic is, since it's free of mercury, uh, which is what is in metal fillings, that it's safer. Yes and no. So, let me start off with metal fillings. Metal fillings have been around since the late 1800s, actually probably a little 1870s. And they are still around. And in fact, most people, at least 50%, probably a little bit more in this country are still getting metal fillings placed and they're not being asked. They're not being given that option. So, what is a metal filling? It's called an amalgam. It's called an alloy filling, silver filling. These are all names for the metal filling. And the reason it is so popular and because it's successful, in other words, it's inexpensive. It is very prevalent, easy to get, and also it's not technique sensitive. I'm talking about the dentist and the procedure. So, you can have kind of a wet mouth and what we call the lack of a dry field, which is difficult to attain. You would have to put a rubber dam on and have a great assistant, use four-handed methods of dentistry, the assistant and the dentist, and really keep things clean and dry to have that dry field. But typically, there's 
some practitioners don't want to do that. It takes time, costs money, time is money. And so they just quickly remove a cavity and jam in this metal filling, which is half silver. There are some other alloys in there, yes, but it's mostly silver and half mercury. Yes, you heard that right, half mercury, and mercury is a neurotoxin, but it works. I mean, again, you don't have to have great technique. It doesn't need to be a, a dry field. You can have some saliva contamination, and you can just push this material into place, and it sets up quickly. You can carve it back, and you've got a great filling that will last a long, long time. And that's why metal fillings are still being done, and that's why they're so successful, because they're easy to do. And even if it's done poorly, they last. That's important. But... Again, when I came out of dental school, I was one of the first classes to be exposed to and taught the composite technique, the plastic filling technique. And again, plastic fillings back then were not that great. They were not that sophisticated. In fact, we mixed them on a pad by hand. I think it was called adaptic. Can't believe I remember that. But anyway, and of course, that would yellow over time and it shrank a lot and it was just not a great material. Now, of course, they are very sophisticated. They come out of little carpules, little plastic single dose carpules, and they're squeezed into place. They can be layered into place. They come in different viscosities and different colors and different shades and, and all of that. And they're much better. They don't shrink as much and they still have chemicals in them. And I'll get back to that. So you're looking at a metal filling with half mercury and it can be done done just about anywhere. It can be done on the front line in a warfare situation, in a tent. I mean, it's easy to do, easy to store, easy to dispense and place in someone's mouth, and it lasts. It does conduct a lot of hot and cold to the tooth. In other words, if you're close to the nerve in your prep design, you will have to put a little base layer underneath it, like a little thermal layer, a blanket. And we have materials for that because it does conduct hot and cold and it would give you kind of a cold zing or a heat zing to the tooth depending on what you're eating. So that's one thing that always should be done underneath a metal filling. The problem with the metal filling is that it's leaking mercury. And for a long time, we thought, oh no, it's not leaking mercury. And once it's set up, it's inert. And that's not true. We have lots of research saying that if you're grinding and drinking acidic drinks and chewing on food, that mercury vapor is being released and there is a dose. Hard to measure, but there is a dose to the body of the person who has metal fillings in them. And I think that's wrong. The American Dental Association says it's fine. Local dental societies think that's okay and that the dose is nothing to be worried about. And again, when I came out of dental school, didn't have access to great plastic filling materials, uh, I kind of was facing, you know, when I saw a child, a small kid, you know, do I put a metal filling into their baby teeth and into their adult teeth or do I put a plastic filling in? And from day one, even though I didn't have great materials, uh, great plastic filling materials at the time, I always chose plastic because I just couldn't bear putting a neurotoxin into a child and an adult. So when I replaced a metal filling, it was always plastic. When I placed a new filling, it was always plastic and it worked out. They didn't last very long, but it worked out and now they last longer and they're better. But let me talk more about plastic filling. So over the years, they've gotten better. I've mentioned that. But there are still chemicals in there, bis-GMA and other chemicals. And chemicals that are essentially plastics. You heard the word BPA. And we do have BPA-free plastic materials for the mouth. But the new 
plastic materials are controversial. And, and as you know, PPA has been eliminated from your water bottles, but the new plastics also could be a problem. The problem is, is that it increases your estrogen levels, which is not good. We should not be exposing our bodies to plastic. We worry now about microplastics, that's ingesting plastic, even holding plastic, drinking from plastic containers, and of course, having plastic in the mouth. Yes, that means we are ingesting those, you know, these chemicals that are endocrine disruptors. That's what they're called. And that's not good, especially in a child that is developing. So what do we do? I will, at the end of this episode, give a recommendation for what I think is the safest plastic material out there right now. It's made by a German company. Of course, that will change over time, but it's been that way for a while. But I still think plastic is the lesser of two evils. It is more technique sensitive. It takes more time to place. It will cost you a little bit more. Plastic, sorry, insurance companies still kind of balk at it. Less so than 10 years ago, thank goodness. But you will pay out of pocket more for it, even if you have in, with your co-payment, even if you have insurance coverage. But I do think it's worth it. Metal fillings expand. And if it's a large metal filling, that can be dangerous. That can actually crack the tooth as it expands. Plastic fillings shrink. If it's a large plastic filling, that can also pull the tooth in and fracture it. Metal fillings just display space. There's a hole in the tooth, put in the metal filling, and it just sits there. And the edges where the filling meets the tooth edge or the prep margin, we call it, that slowly oxidizes over time. Silver oxidizes in the presence of liquids, saliva, for example. And actually, that's not as bad as you would think because it's the oxidation byproduct, the oxides that actually prevent recurrent decay. That's bacteria getting in between the filling and the tooth and creating another cavity. And that's why metal fillings last so long. Composites actually grab hold of, they grip enamel and even dentin not as strong to dentin, but there is a bonding that occurs and very strong to enamel, pretty much as strong as enamel is to dentin, that bonding strength in a natural tooth exists with a resin or plastic filling to enamel. It's a pretty strong bond. So there is some added strength to a plastic filling. It's gripping the tooth and it's holding in, for example, if it's a big filling, then you have these unsupported cusps on either side of the tooth. And so it is a little bit stronger. I mean, it, it's quite a bit stronger, not as strong as a crown. So don't think of a plastic filling as a replacement for a crown to protect against cuspal breakage, breakage of your cusps when biting down. But a plastic filling looks better. It's stronger, does not oxidize but it can slowly leak over time. That margin between enamel and dentin will break down eventually. You can reseal that, so you can maintain it a little bit. A dentist with loops can see that. The little telescopes that they wear, they can see that and refill it. Instead of taking out the whole filling, they can reseal that margin, and that's good. Plastic fillings may not last as long as metal fillings, but I think they do less damage to the tooth while they are in place. And again, the plastic fillings are getting better over time. So, to answer your question, Jenna, which do I think is better, a composite filling or an alloy filling? Metal or plastic, and I think it's plastic. I don't think metal has a place in our mouths due to proven evidence-based indications that that mercury does get into our system. And of course, you know, the American Dental Association and other government organizations 
always say that there's a certain amount that is safe. Well, I don't want any amount of neurotoxin in my body or in my kids or in my patients' mouths. I just don't think that's right. We're exposed to enough forever chemicals and other toxins in our environment that some of them don't ever leave our body. So, why add to that load? If we know about it, we can make a difference by, by a choice and hopefully you are getting a choice before you have fillings put into your mouth, then why not? Hopefully, we are in a position where we can afford to do that. So, there are some dentists that do only plastic fillings. They don't offer metal in their practice. That was me. That is me for the, gosh, it's been 20 years. When I first started just doing plastic, I would always have a little metal, you know, tucked away in a cupboard and in case for that situation where I couldn't create a dry field. And so, because I still clung to the ease of use of metal. And of course, after a while, we got rid of that. I didn't want to expose my staff and myself to mercury fillings. Remember, when a dentist and his chair side removes a metal filling, they are exposed, as is the patient, to mercury vapor as it's being cut away. And when we place a metal filling, we are also, all three of us, the patient, the chair side, and anyone that's in that room, actually, and the dentist is exposed to mercury vapor. And that mercury vapor gets absorbed by your body via breathing it in. So, that is a problem. There are safe ways of removing alloy and there are safe ways of placing alloy. I'm kidding. <laughs> there is no safe way of placing an alloy. There are safer ways of placing an alloy. But what I'm saying is that if you're going to have an alloy removed, then do it the safe way. And it's actually called SAFE, S-A-F-E, the SAFE method. But that's a different topic. I don't want to get into that. So, again, this material is dangerous for everyone involved, everyone that's in that room when that metal filling is placed. So, why do that? It doesn't make sense. So, do the plastic. It's not perfect. There are some studies on sealant. Sealant is a plastic filling material. Uh, there was a study on the endocrine estrogen levels after sealant placement in children. I think it was an Italian study. Again, the doses are very low and there are now safer materials. Again, plastic's the way to go in every single case. There are some cases still that I see, like on a wisdom tooth. The patient doesn't want it out. It's a very wet area. I cannot safely or effectively place a plastic filling. And that would be a great place to kind of condense, we use the term condense some of this amalgam material in there and save the tooth. I prefer not to do that though. I advise the patient not to do that as well. So anyway, I think that's a pretty solid answer to which filling material you should do, which, and you may have to ask for plastic. Don't assume that your dentist is about to do a plastic filling, especially on your kids. So, plastic or metal? Definitely plastic. So, what material am I using currently? It's called Admira Fusion. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And you would have to do this before you go in for the filling. If you want that material, you're going to have to ask for it because not everyone's using it. So, if you know you're going to get a filling, ask the dentist to purchase it before your filling appointment. And then you'll get what I think is currently the safest plastic filling material out there. Is it perfect? No. Is it better than a metal filling? Yes. Is it way better than a metal filling? In terms of safety and efficacy, yes, it is better. So, Jenna, I hope that answers your question. Uh, there's always a lot more to discuss with metal fillings, i.e. removal, which I did not get into. I'll also put a link into the show notes on the safe removal methods. And it's easy to find a dentist that will use that safe method. Again, thanks for asking that question. And really, you may not get this information if you're not seeing a functional dentist. So, keep that in mind. The generic dentist that is just out of school, 
they are still doing metal fillings. It is still accepted and approved by the American Dental Association. No comment. Another great question and another episode of Ask the Dentist. Thanks for joining me. That's an important one because a lot of us are still getting fillings. Unfortunately, that's not a normal thing. It's not an acceptable thing. That's all based on diet, dry mouth, epigenetics, environment. Talked about that in the past. And of course, that is a topic for another episode. But because we are, ask for plastic, essentially. Ask for plastic, ask for Admira Fusion. Perhaps there's another composite out there that is similar to Admira Fusion, but that's it's currently what I'm using and know of to be safe. So anyway, thanks for joining me. If you have questions like this, go to speakpipe.com slash askthedentist. If you just kind of want to read more about plastic and metal fillings, we have a lot of blog posts and articles on askthedentist.com. And if you're looking for a functional dentist, if you're looking for a dentist that will discuss this with you and has knowledge about it and probably will only, the only option they have is a plastic filling, you're essentially looking for a, a functionally minded dentist, what I call a functional dentist. And this is not something that you get in dental school. This is something that you would get after your professional training, postdoc training, continuing education units. And if you're looking for someone like that, go to our directory of functional dentists, askthedentist.com slash directory. And again, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate having your ear and I hope this information is of some use and of some help to you. And again, Jenna, thanks for your kind words and I'm glad you are enjoying the podcast. Hope uh, there are many more of you enjoying the podcast and I would encourage you to go to our website as well, askthedentist.com. See you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me. Bye. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search our Find a Dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.